<laughs> I guess this marks the next uh, the next season of Pod Talk Color Cast. And uh, you know what? I'll probably put this part at the very beginning, as well as leaving it here, so that whoever doesn't actually make it all the way till the end knows that. I think I'm gonna start up Pod Talk Color Cast again. But I don't know about the frequency yet. Right now I'm gonna shoot for every other week. And I'm gonna shoot for like basically I want to well no, we'll talk we'll talk about more we'll talk about more of that later in subsequent episodes. But uh if you're listening to this in the beginning, then please enjoy what you're about to hear. And if you're listening to it at the end, I hope you did enjoy what you had to hear. This is Pod Talk Colorcast. This is Pod Talk Colorcast. Colorcast. Color. Colorcast. Triple it. I had this image in my head of. Well, I'm drinking a, a can of Lacroix. A can of lemon Lacroix. Do you hear that? Hear the fizzle. Anyways, I'm drinking a can of Lacroix, and I'm recording vocals. And it's a very casual way of recording vocals. It's like just kind of sketching and trying to get something that feels good and then kind of expanding on that. And I realized, like, I think a lot of artists, they want the moment of recording to feel like that, you know, to feel very raw and natural, to try to capture something that feels authentic. And I think that's why you see a lot of artists in the studio sometimes with, like, a drink, you know, like a drink in their hand as they're recording. Or, uh... And I'm, I'm talking more so about artists that come off of, like, out of normal people, not the factory-trained artists. I'm not even saying factory-trained with Venom. I just mean, like, obviously, like, someone like Demi Lovato is going to be in the booth, like, doing the technical thing, because that's how they've been trained since they're, like, six. And I think there's a lot of... Like, if you come out of the pop machine, then you're you're dialed in to, like, you go in, you knock out the business, you know what I'm saying? But more so for people who are just like kind of artists off the street. I think you see a lot of uh, you know, vocal takes being done with drinks in hand. And it reminded me of... I saw a cornhole tournament on ESPN. And I think it's it's pretty common. I... There was, I think, at least two people doing this in the game that I saw. Two out of four, so half of the players playing were holding a can with a koozie on it in their uh, non-throwing hand. And it was like they were so used to having a beer in their hand as they played cornhole that they needed that there for it to feel comfortable, for it to feel authentic, for it to feel organic, for them to perform their best. Basically, they needed to be holding a can. Even though, like, this was now a professional sport, it was, there's actual money on the line, there's a livelihood on the line, like, they have to play good. 
but they need to be holding their fake beer can in order to feel like it uh like it's normal i guess so i don't know there's just an interesting parallel and i wanted to capture it before it slips out of my brain and into the ocean by nature is that one may tend to rebel against order ordained by self just as quickly as that which has been forced upon them. I walked out onto the beach to let Ollie pee. He simply refused. Due to the wind, but I noticed the moon. Fool. Directly over my head. It felt like I was uncovering some sort of secret map like in Indiana Jones, when he positions the staff in the perfect place at the perfect time and a beam of light illuminates a path to the treasure. I wanted to stand there longer, but the wind is around 20 miles an hour, and if I'm going to get smacked in the face with gusts of sandy wind, I'd prefer I at least be warm as opposed to nip-chattering frigid. Deep appreciation right now. It's easy to listen to music and write. This is potentially restorative. There's a table of information in the back of this notebook. Multiplication tables and conversions. In order to write that sentence about the wind speed, I opened my weather app and read the wind speed in kilometers per hour, then googled the conversion to miles. I can't figure out how to change the setting to miles. I could have used the conversion table had I known. Would have needed to use my phone calculator anyways though. It would have been less keystrokes if I'm speedrunning. Min-max strats. This feels archaic. It's okay though. I'm making an effort not to care in that way. Searching through lost forms of expression probably isn't useless, especially if it helps keep me from being useless. You know, it's weird watching my visions play out in front of me. My instinct has been pretty good so far. Still not rich, though. How could I be when it's unclear if currency will mean anything when I wake up tomorrow? I'm physically and mentally mobile, ready to shift into whatever role or state of being is asked of me. I'm trying to get some bad habits ironed out. Bree and I were walking along the beach as the sun set. Over the ocean, you could see that full moon and over the land, the sun was also visible. And Bree said, this is the perfect time to walk. The sun and moon are trading shifts. Just like with my experience of having the moon directly overhead, this felt like having access to a secret. But less of a glamorous secret. More so like the employee locker room at the meatball restaurant I used to work at. 
where I'd arrive and pop out an AirPod before punching in my employee code. Hey, what's up, Leo? You on tonight or were you day shift? Yeah? How'd you do? That's decent for a Wednesday day shift. Alright, well, go safe. Apron's on at this point, and I'm checking to see if Jeremy brought any good coffee today. In a few hours, our rush will be in full swing, and I'll be wowing guests with my ability to talk about meatballs in a way that makes you feel like they're worth the $15 you're about to spend on them. When I get a spare moment, I'll pop back up to the break room and check my phone to see if Bree texted me. The full moon's like a coked-out century, man. Imagine a man with his eyes wide open staring into the darkness with full concentration for 12 hours straight. for the Sonova half hour snack hour. It only takes a couple minutes. Today we got our hands on the limited edition Brookie O Oreos. Now, I've been dying to get my hands on these for quite some time. And I finally saw that my local Target stocked them today. And I gotta say, not even out of the package, I'm disappointed. Why is that? Well, first of all, this is the smallest Oreo box that you can possibly get. They're typically a lot bigger and they run you about $2.89 they used to be. Now they're maybe up there a little over $3. This, that's smaller than the $2.89 one, comes in at $5. And like, I'll buy it, but probably just this one time because I can't really justify spending $5 on this all the time. So I don't know. It'll, I'm sure it tastes great, but out of the gate, we've got ourselves a pricey snack here and it's just not, it's not something that I, I really can deal with. Classic Oreo peel packaging here, so let's get in. Now, wow. All right, we're in. So it's supposed to have three layers of cream and two standard Oreo cookies on top. So here we go. Wow. Okay. At first, I was about to be pretty upset because it initially just tasted like a normal Oreo, but it got more interesting towards the end. Okay. Well, I feel like just the new ones kind of all taste the same. I had some dark chocolate ones the other day and they tasted just like classic Oreos. This one, I mean, slight difference on the on the on the way down. It tastes a little bit different. You can taste more of the, um, the cookie part of it, like the like the chocolate chip cookie over the Oreo taste. I'm gonna have to give this a um, like a six out of ten as far as Oreos go. They're good, but worth five dollars. I would I would say save your money if you're if you're on a budget. Not not really my thing. Well, back to you, Will. Thanks for having me. Frozen rice with sweet baby Ray's special sauce.
I have to go outside and turn on the generator if I want to use the microwave, but the wind is shaking our trailer, so I think that would be unpleasant. I write like I like words. I saw an Orson Welles interview and I quite like how he spoke. The tone and the way each sentence was well structured, as if he was reading a speech. Malcolm X was the same way. No hums. Just pure sentence structure. Unadulterated communication. I dreamt last night, but I couldn't remember what. Respect for Dolly. He said he wrote, well, drew slash painted, rather, images based on the visions his mind presents right before he slips into sleep. He said he recreates them with a photographic memory. I couldn't remember mine. I want to. I guess the most recent time I managed was with fish food, and I love that song, so I'm capable. I've not done much to invite the skill set recently, though. When one falls asleep watching or listening to something every night, it doesn't leave much room for visions to appear. I really love lying in bed before I go to sleep. I would like to rediscover that love. I would also love to fill this book with more dreams. I would appreciate remembering my dreams right now. Your turn. Close your eyes, shut your mouth, dream a dream and get us out. Dream, 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 dream. Hit the hay, fast asleep, dream a dreamy little bleep. Dream, 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 dream. <coughs> Dang, okay. This is well in the future. Well, in the past for you, but in the future compared to when I recorded all the other stuff that you just heard. And he's hot. Oh, you think I'm attractive, Brianna? Yes, I really like how you're doing your hair. Oh, thanks. Well, what's going real Boris Johnson with this shit? So I had to be like, baby, don't go Boris Johnson with your shit. And he changed up his hairdo and now he looks sexy. Now it's more so like Loki. Maybe it's like baby making worthy. You want to make a baby with me when I slick my hair back like Loki? Like who? Loki. Who's Loki? From, uh, The Avengers. Parent, I've never watched that. Kind of look like Jesus when I get out of the shower. You watch The Avengers? No, it's like a pop cultural icon. Everyone knows. Oh, I see him in my head. Yeah. I just, I just hit him with the Shark Boy Lava Girl Dream 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 song. Dream Dream. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him with it right here as well. Just relax, lay about, or my face will put you out. Dream, 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 dream. Take your time, puppy, well, there's darkness in the air. Dream, 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 dream. This is the, I started a color cast and it was it's pretty cringy up to this point but like in a way that i kind of enjoy i think the concept of it is good like the concept of like more defined segments with transitions trying to kind of put a little bit more energy into making it well a little more colorful can't find all these colors i don't know where it is 
<laughs> I guess this marks the next uh, the next season of Pod Talk Colorcast. You know what? I'll probably put this part at the very beginning, as well as leaving it here, so that whoever doesn't actually make it all the way till the end knows that. I think I'm gonna start up Pod Talk Colorcast again. I'm gonna shoot for every other week, and I'm gonna shoot for like you know. Just having a little more fun with it instead of it being like I sit down and record one long thing. It's like I can record various things through the week and I'm going to experiment a little bit. We'll see. I want, basically I want to, well no, we'll talk, we'll talk about more. We'll talk about more of that later in subsequent episodes. But uh, yeah, I guess if you're listening to this in the beginning, then please enjoy what you're about to hear. And if you're listening to it at the end, I hope you did enjoy what you had to hear. So, that's all.